Welcome back, everyone, to episode 13 of the TikTok Podcast. I'm your host, Fern, and I got Big C with me here today. How you doing, Big C? Well, I'm great, man. And, um, all right, man, let's go to get the show started, and let's go to start with NBA. Finally, we're doing NBA. And let's talk All-Star Weekend. I mean, I personally didn't get to see it as much of it, work, and just hanging out with people. No, of course, of course. But uh, let's go ahead and review what happened. I know everyone's talking about the dunk contest, the dunk off that they had in the final round against uh, Zach Levine and uh, Aaron Gordon. Oh, my God. And I watched it back. Holy shit. Did you watch it? You watched it back, didn't you? Yeah, I did have to watch it back. I was like, at first, like, I was like, everybody else, like, who gives a fuck about these people? Like, I don't even know, like, half of these people are and stuff. Like, why would I care about this dunk contest? But when I heard all the hoopla about it, I had to rewatch it. And, oh, my God. It was, it was amazing. It, it, all the hype is real. I, I mean, I saw Twitter blowing up about it, and I was like, I got to check it out for myself. And holy shit, it did not disappoint. Now, I want to go dunk by dunk on okay. this final round, this duel, because I do have it written down. Uh, of course, if you haven't seen it or you don't know, but they made uh, All Star Weekend kind of slam dunk contest. So who won? Spoiler alert: Zach Levine from the T Wolves did win. Back to back. Back to back, like that Drake song. That's why he played it. Um. So you did face uh, Aaron uh, Aaron Gordon, who was from the Magic. Yes, he is. And so this is the final round. We're going dunk by dunk. So okay. the first round or the final round, the first dunk that it was Aaron Gordon who went. Uh, he had the mascot, which I thought was hilarious. Have him on a little hoverboard thing. Yep, yep. Had him hold the ball up with his right arm and then started spinning uh, in circles. And he's spinning in circles. And then Gordon runs up from about the three-point line. He starts running up to the, to the mascot. As soon as he got there, he jumped grabbed the ball and then put it to his side. Dude, he kind of cu- like when he cuffed it. I was like, holy crap! He, he gripped it. To his side, 360, dunk. dunk. That was amazing. That was impressive. And having the mascot holding it up like that in circles was even... That, that, that's honestly, great timing. That, great that, timing. That's, that's got to take a lot of fucking practice to get that timing down. Oh, easily. But easily, that's a 50. It, I mean, no other score. If it was something else, I mean, that judge would have got killed for giving him a lower score than that. I mean, they need to come up with a different score because, like, I mean, that thing was more than you know, just a 50. That, that thing shit was, was a, like 100 or something, you know? That was amazing. Uh, Zach Levine goes up next, and he pretty much did the same dunk, except he kind of alley alley to himself, having it tossed it a little up, let it bounce, and then come up and get it. So, true, true. Yeah, uh, yeah, that did earn him a fifty as well. I don't know if it should have because it was the same dunk as Gordon, but you know, I don't like, think so. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think it should have got a fifty, but it was definitely a good dunk. Like if you would have done it first, sure, and then Aaron Gordon should like easily got a, sh- a bigger score than just a fifty. Oh my god, that yeah. was amazing. And so Aaron Gordon is up again. Uh, once again, he has the mascot hold up the ball, and he's close to the rim. And so Gordon runs up from the three-point line again, uh, jumps against the ball. He clears the mascot, and it looks like he's sitting in midair, passes the ball oh, that, under oh both God. legs. That's and then the dunk, dunk of the night. That, that is the dunk of the century. Are you kidding me? That was, that oh was That is impressive. For him to clear the mascot, it looked like he's fucking sitting in midair, yep. pass the ball under both, both legs, legs yep. and then dunk it. Like, are you kidding me? That takes fucking hops to do. And he's not a small guy. Aaron Gordon's a, a he's big guy. Tall. Yeah, he's pretty tall. He's a he's big a, guy. Yeah. And that's got to be dunk of the century. Like, that, that, off of those two dunks, I thought, he should, I thought he was going to win. Like, he should have just, fuck it, go home. It's over. I don't give a fuck what Zach Levine does. Go home. He's, he, he, that's... 
that's it. That, that's it. You know, there's a little more you can do. They should have gotten tied for that trophy, to be honest with you. Yeah, and so that, of course, that earns him a 50. That, I mean, duh. Uh, Zach Levine's up next again, and he's on the other side of the court. He starts running, and of course, everyone's thinking, okay, he's going to try to do at least a Jordan thing from the free throw line, you know. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's going all over there. He's going to try something like that. What impressed me was he had, he was like one foot, you know, across the free throw line, but he windmilled. He did. He did. He windmilled and dunked. That was impressive, too. It was. That was impressive. From that far, I mean, that's still far. And then windmill, I mean, pretty much doing the Jordan, but you're windmilling instead of just stretching. Yep, yep. And it wasn't like Blake Griffin where he had a, or no, Dwight Howard that one year where he threw it down, you know. He actually dunked. He touched the rim and dunked it. He did. He did. I mean, that was, again, impressive. Impressive. And that earned him a 50. As it should. Uh, so then Aaron Gordon's again, and then he gets uh, Alfred Payton, his teammate. A.K.A. The Weeknd. And he throws it on the side. They're on the like the baseline. Yep. He has. He's, like, behind him by the three-point line. Excuse me. Payton kind of alleys it. He kind of hits it off the back on the side of the backboard. Yep, yep. And Aaron Gordon's behind him, runs up, and um, he catches the ball, and he like re- somehow spin around in reverse and like put the ball down like all the way to his like below his legs and then ducks it, mm. which is really good too. If you it was just like how low he had the ball and then come back up. That was very good. That was an impressive dunk, so that got him a 50 as well. Uh, Levine comes up, and he throws an alley to himself from the baseline. He catches a ball and passes it through his leg and then does a reverse dunk as well, And then you know, yeah, yeah. which was also a pretty good dunk, it too. It was good. It was good. Uh, okay, no, I was wrong on the Aaron Gordon one. He just did a reverse dunk, the one that I'm talking about. Where yeah, I was gonna ask. He's like, was that where the last he, one? Yeah, he was the gonna last tomahawk one. it, but then he he went he, he went down and did kind of like a Dominic yeah. Wilkins '88 yep. uh, dunk contest one, and that got him a 47, which I don't know. I well, think, when you looked at him real speed, you were like, okay, he just did like the yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, a, I think he should have got a I think he should have got a 50 on that you think one. So? Too. I think so. That was impressive. That was, that was if you saw how low he had the ball. I'm just saying, like, he, he started off with a tomahawk. Like, he's all the jamming like this. And then comes down yeah, and then puts it back up to dunk. Like, how long, how, how long is his hang time? Jesus Christ. If if the could... guy's sitting in midair over a mascot. It's pretty it's pretty, it's pretty uh, long. Uh, That's true. For the last dunk, though, Levine runs from the other side of the court. And, again, barely, his foot barely over the free throw line. I mean, jumps I'm... under one leg and then dunks it for the win. That was a good. That was a good one too. That because, was amazing. Like freaking Aaron Gordon did most of his dunks with the mascot. And that was all impressive, and Zach Levine did all of his dunks from freaking half or the free, free throw, throw line. and all all of them by himself. But again, that earned him a fifty. That's what won on the the back the dunk contest to be back to back winners. Since uh, Nate Robinson did in '09 and '10. Yeah, the short man. So, congratulations to Zach Levine for winning the dunk contest. I am definitely... They they brought back the dunk contest. Thank God, because for a while it was it, just It was there. shitty. Yeah, yeah, it was just, it was just like, eh. It's, it looked like people running out, running out of ideas and stuff. And they like, brought it back, though. Hopefully this paves the way for maybe next year to have another impressive uh, duel like that between these two, or maybe someone else, you know? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. hopefully this revitalizes the dunk contest for future years to come, and we'll see another duel. 
I mean, Zach Levine's young as hell, so he could probably be a three-time champ. Yeah. We'll see next year. Very well. Uh, let's move on to the three-point contest. Again, spoiler alert, Clay Thompson actually won this and beat out his teammate, Steph Curry. I heard. I heard. It was good. It was a good match. Uh, first round, well, all the participants were Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, James Harden. Why was he there? I don't know. Uh, Devin Booker, if you don't know, plays for the Suns. I do know. Actually. I'm talking for anyone that doesn't. You know, uh-huh. this for you know, gotta gotta let the audience know. You gotta inform the listeners. You know, interesting. interesting. Did you know he did play for the Suns? No, I had to look that up. <laughs> Some of these names, I was like, who the fuck is this? Uh, JJ Redick, of course, Prime yeah. boy. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Uh, Kyle Lowry, CJ McCollum, and Chris Middleton was the other guy I didn't really recognize. He plays for the Bucks. Yeah. Um. But of course, uh, Clay Thompson, and these are our first round scores. Uh, Clay Thompson uh, led the first round with 22. Okay. Steph Curry had 21. James Harden, Devin Booker, JJ Redick all tied at 20. Uh, they had a tiebreaker, oh, wow. and Booker won tie, uh, scoring 12 of those to win the tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. And JJ Redick had nine, Harden had eight on the tiebreaker. So Booker ended up advancing to the finals with Clay and Curry. Uh, Kyle Lowry had 15. Kind of a mm-hmm. poor performance in front of his home crowd. That's messed up, man. I'm just saying, he plays for Toronto. He could. He, he just play for Toronto. They had a better showing out for him. Uh, yeah. CJ McCollum had 14, and Chris Milton had 13. So in your yeah. final round, uh, I believe Steph Curry went first, or maybe it was uh, Devin Booker who went first because he went third. He had 16, and then Steph bad. Curry came in, got 23, and everyone thought, okay, it's over. It's a pretty high bar for Clay to beat, but, he but did it. Clay did it. I, I think this is. I think this is the second year they did where they have a, a money rack where it's all money balls. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. This is the second year doing. You that. get to choose where it's going to be. Where they had it, I think Steph and Clay had it on the sidelines. Smart. And so I think Steph had his first, and then Clay had his last. Ah. But yeah, Clay Thompson, and I think he hit all five of those to win it. Jesus. After hitting three, he he tied, and then he just hit two more just for the hell of it and cleared it. But, yeah, he hit it with 27, ended up winning the thing. And there's an interview, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, with Steph Curry saying that he might retire the three-point contest because Clay beat him. <laughs> no, I didn't see that. That's funny. Yeah, but I was like, no, nah, this can't be over. You guys have to keep doing it. You yeah, guys have to keep yeah. showing out It's going to be a rivalry so for three points. For the Splash Brothers, it's going to yep. be a good rivalry coming up for the All-Star Weekend. I don't blame it. It's fun. But definitely a good. If you haven't seen it, it was a good shootout. It was fun to watch. Uh, mm-hmm. Steph didn't really, I think, in a couple of racks he didn't really have his form right, so it was kind of missing some. But it was definitely a good shootout. Uh, the skills challenge. I didn't know that they incorporated other positions instead of point guard and shooting guard. Yeah, I think it was for sure they did that. Okay, because I see because I was looking at the list when I was doing my research. I was like, what the hell is Boogie Cousins doing on the fucking skills mm-hmm. challenge? Mm-hmm. I thought they had like a bracket for the big men and then the the, the, the guards. Yeah, uh, Carl Anthony Towns is in there and he's not a point. I think he's a small forward, power forward. I think he's power. Power. He's a big man. He's a big guy who. And spoiler alert, he did win. Shockingly, I think he beat Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. And they were going at it too. That shit was hilarious. The thing that I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't. Well, I didn't say I didn't like, but the thing that I, I thought was kind of funny was whenever they both were in the final round and they were doing the three point, the three point shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Towns was hitting his like shot his first, and you see Isaiah Thomas just kind of look at him like, "Oh, is he gonna make it?" I'm like, "Dude, just shoot the fucking ball!" Like, you know, come on, don't waste those couple seconds because if you would have shot it, you know, you could have probably won and could have sank it in. 
but he would just kind of look at him like, oh, shit. He missed. Okay, I can shoot now. I'm like, come on, Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. You could have shot that. But, yeah, uh, you had uh, C.J. McCollum, uh, Jordan Clarkson, who plays for the Lakers, uh, Isaiah Thomas, who now plays for the Celtics. Yes. Emmanuel Mudiay. Mudiay. Mudiay plays for the Nuggets. Draymond Green was in there. Was he? Yeah. Huh. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Boogie Cousins, and Anthony Davis. Yeah, yeah. So on your first round, uh, McCullum versus Clarkson. McCullum won. Thomas versus Moutier. Isaiah Thomas won. Draymond Green versus Carl Anthony Towns. Carl Anthony Towns won. Mm-hmm. And then Boogie against Anthony Davis. And Boogie Cousins won. Boogie. I like I like the skills challenge, though. And it's something that I do want to do like as a TikTok. I think it would be pretty cool for us to do. Because it's for everyone who doesn't know the skills challenge is... Um, well, this I don't know how many years they've been doing the skills challenge where they do back like they compete to do the fastest instead of just like because I know back in the day when they first started it it was like whoever did the fastest like one person on the court doing it yeah now they have them like you know competing you know racing oh really yeah they had a they had both of them on the court on like on each side and they're racing through huh I don't know. That's, I I'm, assuming, I'm assuming it's pretty new because yeah, but I'm like you, like I, saw yeah, I remember him doing like one by one. They all see who did the, fast. the fastest. And yeah, now they have them like, like together competing. You know, whoever finishes it first, they knock out the other person. I like that, but I do want to do that TikTok because it's like they'll get a ball, they'll run at the court, they'll you know maneuver from the little standees that they have. They'll try to do a chest pass into the into a little hole that they have in front of them yeah. and then they'll get the they'll get another ball if once they make it in they'll get a ball they'll run do a full court layup and then from the full court layup they'll run back into a three-point shot Jesus. so that's something I, I think we should do at tiktok one day maybe we can have that set up somehow and challenge everyone so you can do the skills challenge you know it'd be pretty fun to do awesome. it should be fun but uh back to the to All-Star Weekend here. Uh, then on your second round, you had C.J. McCombers, Isaiah Thomas. Of course, Isaiah Thomas did win. And Carl Anthony Towns beat Boogie Cousins. And then for your finals, Carl Anthony Towns did beat up Isaiah Thomas. It was a good one. They were both sprinting the whole way through. I mean, they had to do it back-to-back, though, so I imagine they were fucking exhausted. I bet. So, um, yeah, they sprinted. Like, they were neck-and-neck neck until the three-point shot, you know. Towns hit it, I think, after his third shot. So, congratulations to him. He did ended up winning the skills challenge, and I don't really care for the all-star game or the celebrity game. I mean, the all-star game, the West won, in case anyone didn't know. And it was Kobe's last all-star game, so congratulations to the Mamba playing in his last all-star game. And uh, <laughs> no defense was played, of course, you know. It's for fun. I mean, they almost scored and, 200 points. Yeah, no, and, and some people were like, I was, I was listening to one of my other podcasts, and they were saying like... Uh, there's some reporters saying, you know, that are mad that there's a lack of defense in the All-Star game. I was like, really? Why? Like, why do people care that they're, they're like, what's the logical answer or a logical reason to back that back that up saying, you know, there should be defense in the All-Star game? Because shouldn't the All-Star game be for fun? Just for sure. just to see everyone's favorite players all on one court just kind of having fun against each other, you know? Mm-hmm. Nothing too serious because you don't want them to get injured either, you know? Nope. And it's not like they're playing for anything. It's not like it's like the MLB where you're playing whoever win, whichever side wins gets, gets home, home field advantage, advantage on the World Series. And I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't see the reasoning why 
some people will be mad that there's no defense in an all-star game. Well, those people are stupid. Like, I don't know. If, do you Can you think of any good reason why they would want defense in an all-star game? I guess for the integrity of the game. Other than that, like... But it's 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 not like it counts for anything, you it know? It really doesn't. It's just for them to have fun and, you yeah, know... Just whatever. Joke you know? around. Yeah, I mean, you see them throwing alleys. You saw Steph hit that last almost half-court shot at the end. Yeah, yeah. And he just threw that bitch up and made it. <laughs> That's Steph Curry for you. But, yeah, like, people that get mad at that, it's like, hey... Then watch the rest of the regular season because during the All Star break, they're just there to relax, have fun, enjoy themselves, and exactly. it's for the people to have a good time. Exactly. I don't know. I don't get it. But a good segue is the second half of the season, and I want to talk our Mavs and what I think they need to do this second half of the season. Now I'm gonna read to you what I wrote. Okay. So if I sound like reporterish, I'm sorry because this is something that I wrote and I was it was two a.m. and I was just on a tangent. I'm oh my god, they need to do this and this. And you can chime in after you know what you think, but this is what I wrote. Okay. And so first, let me just go ahead and give you some some numbers. Um, do you know where we rank as a team in points per game, assists per game, rebounds per game, and opponents uh, points per game? Uh, like. Just a little bit higher than, what, middle of the pack? Uh, points per game were 18th. Oh, that's way behind. behind. Rebounds per game were 19th. We I understand we're a small team. We're a small unit. We play small ball most of the time. We have a lot of guards, not too many people that can rebound. And our bigs aren't known for rebounding. Well, maybe Zaza. I'll get to that, too. Assists per game for all the guards that we have were 18th. Oh, wow. And uh, opponents' points per game were 15th, so we're giving out a little too much. Um, we're nine, we're nine and 19 when we face opponents who are above 500. That's not good. Uh, we have a home record of 15 and 11. That's not bad. We have a road record of 14 and 15. So we're almost 500 on the road, but we're horrible on the road. That's fine. And this is what I wrote. And again, you can just chime in. And I got some more. Some more that I didn't write that I was I was just thinking on the way home today. Interesting. About Channel Parsons. But our Mavs are six in the West with a record of 29-26. Of course. Yeah. Uh, with a team who, on paper, doesn't impress anyone, they are trying their best to scratch and claw off the rankings of the Western Conference. Uh, with that being said, they're only three games ahead of the eighth seed Jazz, who are a game ahead of the Rockets, who are ninth seed. Shocking. Uh, things need to change quick if the Mavs want to make a push for the playoffs this year. Luckily, as of late, Chandler Parsons has been playing like the player we always knew he was. In the last 13 games before the All-Star break, he's been averaging about 20.3 points per game. He needs to be efficient and start taking over the scoring for this offense to really take off. He needs to help out Dirk, who has been averaging about 17.6 points uh, so far in the season. Before picking it up, as of late, Parsons is only averaging 12.6 points this season. But we also take, have to take into effect that he is coming back from knee surgery, so it can now it can finally be that he's finally feeling 100 percent and yep. getting more comfortable playing. He did give an update on his body on February 12th, saying, "And I quote: I'm feeling great. Uh, it's some of the best basketball I've been playing in my career. My body feels great. I am as confident as I've ever been, and I'm, I'm in a good place. And it definitely shows as these past couple games before the break, uh, and hopefully he can keep up this pace in the second half." Uh, also, can we take time to really appreciate what an all-star that we have in Zaza Pachulia? And I'll tell you why. This guy is a double-double machine. So far in the season, Zaza has 22 double-doubles. And is, he is averaging 10 points and 11 rebounds per game. That's good. 
Uh, he might not be the big, uh, defensive big we desperately need in this team, but he will do. Also, this team needs to start really attempting so many threes. And this, again, this is my biggest problem. This is my pet peeve with this team. Um, instead of spreading the ball, they're uh, they're looking and instead of spreading the ball and looking for the open man, they shoot threes. Uh, this season, so far, the Mavs are attempting an average of twenty seven point eight three pointers per game. That ranks the Mavs six in the league for three pointers attempted, but they're only making thirty four percent of the threes. That's terrible. The Golden State Warriors, who are first in the league attempting threes, are making forty two point four percent of their threes. With the Mavs, the Mavs with their thirty four percent. Uh, Clarence puts them 22nd in the West in that category. Um, in the second half of the season, I would love to see uh, less three-point shots and more inside scoring or per- open perimeter shots. Also, with Methley Matthews, like Channel Parks coming off surgery, we can only hope his body is responding well. We can only hope he feels great and more comfortable playing so he can step up to the game and be the three-point specialist he, was, he once was in Portland. We can only see and hope his numbers improve from here on out and rejuvenate this offense. This team needs to step up the second half, and these key players need to step up and help Dirk. We also have to take into account we don't have a first-round pick this year. Nope. And so there's nothing to look forward to if we do miss playoffs. Uh, with that being said, it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the second half of the, of the season, and let's see what adjust- adjustments this team makes. Huh. So what do you think? Am I on point? Is there something that I think I, you think I missed in my little report? No, I mean, I mean, it's pretty dead on. Like that's how people are interested in this Mavericks team because it's just, just there. And also, um, what I didn't write is the trade deadline is tomorrow. Tomorrow, as of recording this, which is Wednesday, so tomorrow's Thursday. Yep. What time? Uh, I think it's three Eastern. So like so two, two, be, two Central. Uh, I mean, I've heard in talks that maybe we could trade some of our rookies out, trade out Dwight Powell, trade out Justin Anderson or something if we want to make a playoff push. And I'm not too mad at that because, again, we don't have a first-round pick. And missing playoffs is not an option for the fact that we don't have a first-round pick. I mean, we're basically giving – I think we gave the Celtics our pick for Rondo, right? Yep. So not missing playoffs – or missing playoffs would be a horrible, you know – just a horrible game plan overall and giving them a good pick. Uh, I mean, there's nothing really on the, on the trade market that we can really go for because, I mean, with those names that I just put out, they don't really give any good value to anyone. No, they want a lot of more. a superstar that we could desperately need in this town. Mm. But they're going to have to try their best. And, again, Chandler Parsons has been playing phenomenal as of late. Uh, he's, he's finally feeling 100%. Uh, he can definitely take over the scoring. And the thing, my my thing with Chandler Parsons is he can opt out this season. We've talked about it before. Yeah. And uh, I think you're the one telling me that he you know he really loves LA. He wants to go over there. That's probably the only threat that we have is LA. And my thing is like, is it the city that he likes or is it the team? City. Okay, that makes more sense because my thing was. If he goes over there, he's in the same situation he is here in Dallas, where you have – I'm not comparing Dirk and Kobe together because they're two different positions, two different players, and both great. Kobe's retiring after the season. So. But he's going to go over there with a team that's rebuilding and is in the same situation as us where our all-star is not in their prime. He's not going to go over there and play Kobe in his prime. He has D'Angelo Russell and Swaggy P as probably the main person, the main people over there now. Forget about Julius Randle. No, Julius Randle was a beast, though. 
that I mean, kid that kid can he has potential to feed something. I mean, they do have more young talent than young talent than we do. They do, and they're probably gonna get another one with this draft because they're gonna have a yeah, shitty they're gonna pick. they're gonna suck so bad. But I just don't picture them putting him as the face of the franchise and building the team around him. They already have picks. They already have people like Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, uh, Swaggy P, who are probably going to be the centerpiece of that team now. They're not going to build a team around Chandler Parsons like we are here, and I'm pretty sure they won't offer him the money that he'd probably be looking for because if you see his stats now, they're not that impressive enough where if he does opt out, he's going to get max money from a team other than probably us because we know the value that he has with us. Mm -hmm. Here with, I mean, I'm pretty sure, I mean, this is me speculating. I don't know. This is true, but I don't. I don't see him having problems with Coach Carlisle, and I think I'm pretty sure Cuban fucking loves him. You know, I well, mean, Cuban you see, does. Cuban and, does. And you see how much trust he put in him when we tried to get De, uh, DeAndre Jordan. He went to him, and he put him in the meeting with Dirk too to, you know, convince Try him to him. come here. So you see what kind of value he has with us and what we're trying to do with him because once Dirk's gone, which I think he still has another maybe year or two where he's playing like this and he's putting up some pretty productive points. Uh, we can put that franchise behind Channel Parsons and start building around him where we don't have to start getting people off our fridge and getting these old guys. We can start really putting a team together that can complement uh, Channel Parsons and him being the number one guy in this team. I'm not saying he's going to be the next Dirk, and, but he can definitely be that guy that can take over. And so we, people in Dallas know... You know, the the name Channel Parsons has a lot of value here in Dallas. Somewhere else, I mean, not, not as, I don't think it, it's as much because of the stats that he's putting up this season. You mm-hmm. also got to take into fact that, I mean, he is coming off a knee surgery and stuff, and that's probably what's affecting him. But if he does opt out this season, I don't really see him getting as much money as he would if he, gets, if he stays here and getting that position where he is the number one guy. So... My take is if he goes to L.A., I mean, there's nothing we can do about it, but I just don't see him him being the centerpiece of the team or the face of the franchise over there when they have such young talent. And, I mean, with Coach Carlisle, even with these pickup teams, we're making playoffs. We've been hitting 50-plus games almost every season. And Coach Carlisle is a great coach. He is. And he can definitely put a game plan together to make Channel Parsons the number one guy once he's up and ready. I mean, he's playing phenomenal right now so far. Like I said, averaging about 20 points these past 13 games. And I think him and Wesley Matthews can really be the centerpiece of our team. I would say yes if Wesley Matthews is a little younger. But he is getting – I think he's going to be 30 next year. Yeah. So – but he's he probably could be sticking around here maybe. You know? I mean, he has to be designed for long term deals. You see what I'm saying? So I mean, him and Channel Parsons can pretty complement each other well. I mean, it could be like Monte and Dirk whenever they were together. I mean, they were both scores and they did really well. I, I would love that. that so if they can make Dirk the third option in this team. It would be great. And that's what they need to do. The second half is make Dirk that third option where Messi Matthews needs. Hopefully, he's respond. His body is responding well from the Achilles that he tore last season. And he's coming back healthier, stronger, and really pick up the second half, you know. Cross my fingers. But that's what I think they need to do. And, uh, again, we desperately need a big guy to play 
five and really start crashing board, start getting rebounds. Zaza's doing great, but we don't have a backup for him. I think uh, the next person that averaged the most rebounds this this team is Dirk at seven. Then after that is Dwight Powell at four. And I and I get it. We play a lot. We play small ball because of all the guards that we do have. We don't have big guys that are dominant in the paint, you know. And that's the problem we had with this team throughout years. We we've always had trouble finding a big guy who can play big, you know, defense, crash boards, you know. I think the last one we had was Tyson Chandler, who did a great job. He was before him. We had what. We went through Dampier. We had Zagana Jop at one time. We had Sean Bradley's lanky ass who didn't fucking work That's out. That's a long time ago. We went through who else? Brendan Haywood. Brent, oh, he did all right. His first year or two here. I mean, we went through a lot of people until we found we finally got Tyson Chandler to do that. And then that was the 11 year when we won the championship, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, definitely rebound is, is a big a big thing with this team that we can't do and we really need to. We're getting out-rebound pretty much every game. I mean, it's been their story for the last couple of years, though. Yeah, so definitely we need to see Chandler Parsons and Wesley Matthews step up on the offensive side, and we definitely need people so. on the bench stepping up on the defensive side because I was like, can't do it all on defense. He's doing his best averaging. I mean, the man's averaging a double-double right now I with mean, rebounds and stuff, but... I'm going to be sad when he leaves, though. Yeah, it's going to suck. But yeah, that is my thing. That's my my theory on what they should do the second half for the Mavs. Uh, you had anything to chip in on Mavs talk? Make it interesting. We'll see. Make it interesting. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next sport, MLB. So Baseball. today, pitchers and catchers finally reported. It was today. It was today. Sweet. February seventeenth. We had the D-backs, the Indians, the Phillies, and the Giants all reported today, all pitchers and catchers. Of course. Uh, tomorrow is when most of the league reports. We have the Orioles, the Red Sox, the White Sox, the Rockies, the Tigers, Astros, Royals, Angels, Marlins, Mets, Yankees, Pirates, and Rangers. So tomorrow we report. Oh, yeah. Uh, February 19th, you have the Braves, Cubs, Dodgers, Brewers, Padres, Mariners, and Nationals. On February 20th, you have Turtles A's. Oh, Turtles A's. And February 21st, uh, we have the Twins, Rays, and Blue Jays are reporting. And after that, a couple days later, the whole team does full workouts. So we're getting close to spring training. I'm excited. Uh, Rangers' first spring training game will be, or our first series will be against the World Series champs, the Royals, on March 2nd. We start our series against them. Good. And uh, let's talk Rangers and let's talk prospects who... We should start looking forward to the spring training to maybe make a splash and maybe make their main, uh, the main, um, fuck, the main roster. Sorry, I don't know why I just blanked out. Uh, make the main roster, uh, but I think most of them are probably just gonna end up back in the Triple A, Double A, you know, to keep and that's fine. the traps. So, uh, number one, we gotta talk Joey Gallo. As we should. We know what he did last season. He came in. First couple games, he did pretty good. He I was think on he, fire. He was on fire, and then pitcher started figuring him out. Started saying that he pretty much swings at everything because he's a power hitter. And that's fine. We've I've, we said that before about the guy. That's what he does. Yeah, I mean, again, he's our number one prospect in the farm. This guy is it's a pure power hitter, but again, unfortunately, he does uh, strike out a lot. He does need to work on being better at the plate. Yeah, and. I mean, he can make a big splash because they know what he can do up in the majors, but 
of course, he does his work down in Frisco, averaging like almost 400, you know, hitting almost 100 home runs and shit down there. But he's amazing. He's but with us, uh, he did average uh, 204, six home runs, 14 RBIs. He got walked 15 times and struck out 57 times out of 108 at bats. So again, this guy needs to work on his plate appearance. Uh, his defense, defense is pretty well, isn't it? That's their baseman, yeah. So, but outfielder, no. Yeah, I feel he never played outfield until. Then they threw him out there. They didn't throw him at center at sometimes. I think so. That was a big mistake. You can't let someone who doesn't really play outfield play well, they're center. To find a, they're trying to spot, find a spot for him. Yeah, but at center, when you have to cover all that it, ground. Wait, wait, was it center or was it left field? I think I think they threw him center a couple times. Mm. And then most of the time, they'll throw him left or right. Because I, I know they're trying to figure out another place. I know for sure they threw him center a couple times, and I was like, that's a lot of ground to cover for someone who doesn't know how to play outfield. Yeah, I mean, I remember this one time he made he made a catch. He made it a, a lot more difficult than it should have been. But you know what? He never plays outfield, so I, I don't blame so, him for that. Uh, our number two uh, prospect in the farm is your boy, uh, No More Mazzara. They're all my boys. Uh, no More Mazzara is the number two prospect, and he's only twenty years old. I was surprised yep. to read that he's only he's super young. Yep. Um, the reports that I and all the prospect like reports that I'm getting, I'm getting enough for Rangers.com. I was looking at their at their thing, and um, uh, this guy was hitting a 296 average That's with 14 good. home runs and 69 RBIs at Round Rock. So he was at Double A. So you can, we can go out to see him at Frisco. Round Rock is Triple A. Oh, at Frisco. Oh, sorry, at Frisco and Round Rock. Sorry. There you go. There you so go. he was hitting a 269 between those two. So if he does come to, come to Frisco, you know. Double A, we can definitely go see him. We should. Um, they said that he's a really good outfielder, can play both corners, and has good control of the strike zone, and his power is still developing. Uh, so he seems to have a pretty good bat and really good defense on the outfield playing corners, so that's really good, something we can use. Uh, your other boy, the center fielder, Lewis Brinson. Yep. Um, he's a number four prospect in our farm. Yep. He's very athletic with power and speed. He can play uh, center. So, of course, if he's a speedster, he's got to cover all that ground. He was our number one draft pick in 2012 and playing in 100 games last season at Class A, High Desert, Double A Frisco, and Triple A Round Rock, hitting a 332. Oh, wow. He has a .403 on base percentage and a .601 slugging percentage. God damn. He also had 20 homers and stole 18 bases. Oh, watch out. And also won the Rangers Minor League Defender of the Year. So this guy, from what I'm reading, what I saw, really good. I, I like what I'm. I like what I'm saying. Pretty good average. We'll see what he can do in the majors because it's a different. It's a different game. Majors. It is. It is. But ask Chris Davis. <laughs> my God, man, that, that goddamn shots fire. But I'm definitely excited. I mean, again, if we. They said he's really good covering the middle of the field. So. And we do need a center fielder. So. Uh, Josh is not going to say that forever, and he's not getting any younger. I mean, he he, he reported like the training camp or, or spring training or whatever, and he, he has his knees already hurting. Really? Yeah. Shit. So. Fuck. Uh, the next uh, uh, prospect that they had on their list was outfielder Patrick Kivlin. Um, the Rangers have three multi-positional rookies coming to camp. Uh, Kivlin, Ryan Cordell, and Drew Robinson. Kivlin's our number 18. Prospect in the farm, uh, he could play first, third, and outfield. Ooh, okay. 
He was acquired from the Mariners. He hit a 256 and 23 home runs, 73 RBIs, and has a .453 slugging percentage at AAA. And he's a right-handed hitter, and he apparently has some pretty good power off of him. And he can play corners of the outfield really well, so that's another outfielder we can look forward to seeing out there. I'm kind of worried that all of our best prospects are outfielders. outfielders. So. Yeah. That's fine, though. You definitely need a shortstop. Someone that can come behind Elvis some year. Yeah. And but. then maybe a second baseman for... I mean, I love a uh, rookie, but, you know. But. I don't know. How old is he? He's, he's still young. young. He's still young. He's young. Okay. We, we probably more need a first baseman, don't we? Yeah. A first, and we do have third cover with Gallo because Beltre's not getting any younger. No, but they're going to keep playing him out there until he, he gets out of here. And no, then, definitely. No, keep him out there. That guy's amazing. And plus, he, they're going to send him to another year, another year extension or whatever, so it's one more year that Joey can't play third. That's fine. Keep him down there. Keep him. I mean, again, he strikes out a lot, so he needs to learn how to be a better on-plate person. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I mean, first we have what, Prince? No, he's a DH. No, yeah. It's Mitch. We do have Mitch. I love Mitch, but he's not getting any any younger either. Nah. Yeah, this is uh, this was his first year of arbitration. Oh shit, for real? Yeah. Ooh. I mean, they already settled it. That I think they're gonna pay him like six mil or something. Okay, that's so good. They didn't have to go through all that. All stuff. that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck that, dude. They avoided it, so. Uh, the next prospect is uh, left-handed pitcher Andrew Faulkner. Uh, he's made 11 appearances for the Rangers last season with a 2.76 ERA. And uh, um, he is a converted starter who went to the bullpen halfway through last season. And apparently he's a, he's a someone to really look out for. Apparently he's a really good lefty. and That's good. They didn't really have much on him, so that's all I could say. That's fine. And then the other one is a right-handed pitcher, Miles Jay, who was acquired from the from the White Sox last uh, this offseason. Huh. Jay was twelve and nine with a three point nine zero ERA and a one point three uh, WHIP at Double A Birmingham last season. Struck out six uh, six point three batters for nine innings, and walked two point nine. Uh, he'll likely start at Round Rock, but is a starter and, and a candidate for the rotation. So, we'll see what happens during the spring training, and as of now. Our starting rotation is uh, Cole Hamels at one, Yu Darvish at two, uh, Colby Lewis at three, Dutch at four, and then right now they have Martin Perez listed as a number five. We do a five-man rotation. But Martin I do hear Perez number five. Jeez. Yeah, I did hear uh, they are thinking like Chichi Gonzalez might you know get up here again because I know they're bringing him to spring training. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, they have uh, Martin Perez at five if we, if we do a five-man rotation. Interesting. Uh, Cole Hamels had a 3.65 ERA last season, went 13-8, and eight, had a 215 strikeouts. Of course, you Darvish was out because of Tommy John, but he's, again, we talked about it before. He said he's feeling better, could throw 95. Hopefully the arm can outlast the season because, you know, it's a long season. We'll see what happens. Because, remember, if he does want to Cy Young this year, he gets to go to agency next year. If not, we, we start him for another year. Wait, if he wins Cy Young, he'd what? He becomes a free agent a year earlier. Really? 
what the fuck? They that, could do that? That's his, that was in his contract. Jesus, you better fucking fuck up. That arm better hurt something. Because I'm saying, like, if he wants to sign out, he can, he can go to Fringency a lot early, which would be next year. But if he doesn't, then we'll keep him another year. Dude, we need to sign him. <laughs> we need to sign him. You think we're going to afford him? Probably not, but we're going to need to keep him out of the Yankees because <laughs> they can afford anyone. Yeah, because he's gonna have he's gonna want a lot of money, and they can they can definitely pay him him and Tanaka on one team. That the can Yankees. be a killer rotation over oh my there. God. Yeah, uh, Kobe at three, who had a four point six six ERA, seventeen and nine out of thirty three starts and one hundred and forty two strikeouts. Quick question: Why Kobe at three and not Martin Perez? That's where they had it. That's how they, that's how they had it on the depth chart. Interesting. Uh, Martin Perez had a 4.46 ERA. He was 3-6 and six out of 14 starts and 48 strikeouts, but he did come out halfway through the season because of Tommy John. Yeah. So that's probably why. Uh, yeah, he's coming back from Tommy John, so it was like... He was in the midst of the season, and even yeah. that, he had a 3-6 start. That's fine. Uh, Dutch at 4, he had a 4.91 ERA. He was 4-10 and 10 off of 10 starts, 41 strikeouts, but he was out for four months because of that shoulder injury that he caused in, his open, in the home opener. Yeah. Well, hopefully he'll get better. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, like I said, what I'm looking at right now is we have a lot of injury-prone pitchers. And our bullpen wasn't the greatest last season ever. I was super scared to throw it to the bullpen last year. Hey, hey. Until we got Sam Dyson and or Dyson and Diekman, and they Diekman did pretty well. Had a couple had a couple games where he kind of, you know, mm. fucked up. Dyson was good. I forgot who was in our bullpen. Who's our closer now? That's a good question. Who did we throw out? Because there was one of them two that was our closer, I think, for a little bit. There was one that I... Oh, Tolleson. Tolleson. Scott Tolleson. I kind of hated him a couple times. Yeah, you hated he, that guy for some he, reason. He blew a couple... He blew a lot of saves. What do you mean? I think you should look at the stats. He, he only blew a few. Was it? Because yeah. every time I watched him play, he blew a save or well, he fucked up. We're the jinx, okay? Don't watch... Don't close. watch when Sean yeah. Tolleson pitches yeah. or close to the game. If you have to close the game, don't watch the game. You're yeah, the jinx. Because if, like, if you look at the stats, he only blew a couple of saves. Okay, because, I mean, I don't know. It was one of them that I, I kept watching. I'm like, I can't do this. I fucked his bullpen. I don't know. <laughs> I think you're... you're, 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 you're I'm confusing him for fucking... What's his face? Piece of shit that I hated. Ross Detweiler? Yeah, probably. Because that guy's a piece of shit. Oh, wow. But... Uh, that's our Rangers this season. Uh, I do want to see what they do in spring training before we move on to any more serious topics on them. But I'm excited for the season to start. We'll see what happens. We'll see if everyone comes in healthy and no injuries. Prom- hoping no injuries. Cross my fingers. Hoping no one needs Tommy John again. Oh, God. Please, no. And hoping you comes back healthy and has a great season. But, again. I hope so, too. Like I said, I'll, I want to let spring training ride out a little bit before we go back to talking Rangers again. So... Uh, before we move on to WWE, there's one point that I do want to I do want to talk NFL. I know it's over, but I want to talk NFL real quick because of the Kirk Cousins situation. Okay, what happened there? Uh, if you didn't hear, uh, they broke talks for a long term uh-huh. deal. Uh, looks like the both sides weren't really. I think Kirk wants more money than the Redskins want to pay him. Gotcha. Which is. It's believable, but then again, it's like I don't know. I, I'm, I'm it's there. still early in the season. They're not. I mean, they. I mean, the franchise. They can. They're probably going to franchise tag them right now to keep likely. them off of the market until I think July is the last time they can do a long term deal before he has to play off the season on the franchise tag. Of course, but if they tag them, 
uh, I think they owe him like nineteen or something. Yeah, it's gonna be pretty high because most it's of the a quarter- hefty price they're gonna have to pay. Because most of the quarterbacks have paid a shit ton of money, so he's gonna get a bunch of money for that one year. Yeah, I was right. If they tag him and they keep the tag on him, it's nineteen point six. Makes sense. And uh, well, my thing is, um, they don't want to pay him because he had one good. He had one decent season. He won the shitty division. I get it. You know, he wasn't the greatest. But they also have to look at it on Kirk Cousins' side. It's well, I took this team to win a division where, you know, I'm basically your only option because you're letting go of RG3. They already said it. They already did his exit physical. He's out once he, they're, once it's set where he can they can release him. Like and their weeks. only option would be Colt McCoy. And, I mean, yeah, Colt cool. McCoy did pretty good whenever they Colt did start. Colt has won some games. He beat but us. Kirk Cousins took him to playoffs. He won a division. He broke out of that shitty division, and finally, I think they went what nine and six or nine and seven. I mean, something like that. And so, I mean, I'm hoping this is just the, the inner Kirk Cousins fan <laughs> yeah, me yeah. talking. They don't pay him. They don't do anything with him. They let him go, and the cut and the Cowboys sign him to a long term deal because that guy deserves all the fucking money he wants. Interesting, interesting. So you're saying no, no, no quarterback with the first round pick. If we can get Kirk Cousins, no. Because I'm a big, you know, I'm a big Kirk Cousins guy. I think he, I think he'll do, he'll do phenomenal here. Him and Des Bryant would be a fucking great combo. I mean, why waste your first round pick on a quarterback when you have such a great guy in Kirk Cousins? That guy's still young. He's like 25, 26. He's still got a lot of prime years ahead of him. He does. He does. I know it's not gonna happen, but uh, I just think it's kind of yeah, funny that they're uh, they don't want to pay him, even though he's the reason that that offense even. Had was even decent this season. Well, they're just playing hardball. And I get it, you know. He only won, or he only had pretty games when he faced shitty opponents, and then when he faced, like, good opponents, he kind of sucked ass and shit the bed. But when he's the only option you have, you know, and he won you the division, I think that's a little leverage for him to say, hey, you know, I'm pretty much the only guy you have unless you plan on drafting someone. And they don't have that spot because they're they're mid High. Oh, yeah, because they made the playoffs. They made playoffs, remember. They had a shitty record, but they made playoffs, so they're up there. They're in the mid, maybe 18, 19, I think, if I don't mind mistaken. Something like that. So, um, uh, I mean, uh, it's obvious that they do want to have him back, you know, but they don't want to pay him. They're gonna, they don't want to overpay him, you know. They're going to get him back. They're just yeah. playing around right now. Uh, they have March 1st. Before they can't franchise tag them, it says here. Huh. And then if they do tag them, they have until, I think it said July. June or July is when they have to do a long term before they can't do it until after the season's over. Yeah. The next season's over. So, I don't know. I say they need to pay him. Definitely the future of the Redskins. He's definitely a great quarterback. I hate that people bash him, you know. But I'm like, I mean... He's actually really good. You give that deck time. He's gonna be he's gonna be a really good quarterback. You proved it this year, so we'll see. I, I have a lot of faith in him. I have as much faith in him as Edwin did on Tannehill a couple years ago whenever he first started flourishing in the Dolphins before the season. <laughs> whenever he first started. Sorry. 
Right. Whenever he, like they, he barely got drafted, or whatever he was showing some flashes of being good, you know. But now people in Miami don't want him, though. That's what I'm saying. Whenever he first started, and people yeah. actually kind of liked him. Yeah. Like, you know, you know how Edwin was behind Tannehill. He believed in him. That's how I believe in Kirk Cousins. Except I'm right, and Kirk Cousins can actually do oh. something. Tannehill's just a piece of shit in Miami for some oh, reason. Suck it but I don't give it. I don't. I don't put it all on Tannehill. I think it's just the Dolphins that they don't have anything for him. You know, they don't help him out. Well, they don't have they don't have a coach either because yeah, they, they just throw him out too. They fired him. They got the Dan Campbell. Yeah. So, so I thought it was funny. I, I whenever I read that, I was like, that's funny. Whatever. Poor Redskins. We'll see what with RG three too. Hopefully, it doesn't come. Well, here. I don't care about the Redskins. They can suck it. They're right. Our rivals. Uh, whatever they do, I don't give a fuck. And then we'll see what happens with RG three. Hopefully, he doesn't come here. Hopefully, he doesn't come here. We will see. I don't want to get into this. I again. know, I know, I know. You don't. You hate the guy, but we'll see. I don't want to get into it, but that's fine. Let's go to and let's end Wait, this before we do that. Did you hear that Gerard May retired? Yes, that was surprising. He was he was what eight nine seasons in? Yeah, he's only twenty nine. I think I honestly I think it's his health. It's like you know. It's a health thing. He wants to leave healthy. He doesn't want to suffer something, you know, horrible. Maybe because he said he was saying he was getting hit, his body was getting really old and stuff. He was feeling like yeah, you know, it, feeling if, the hits, if, I guess. Yeah, dude. I mean, I I bet you know, especially Maybe playing linebacker and it, I know. Yeah, but it it shows what the fucking game of football can do to your body. All the hits that they, he has to endure season after season and shit. How shocking do you find that? Like Patrick Wills retired early. Well, Mayo. it's it's not that shocking again if it's Calvin if it's a, Johnson. if it's a health reason it's not that shocking because they have to take a lot of hits and Definitely. I mean I mean would you fucking stay in the NFL say you're say you're Gerard Mayo and you're fucking aching when you wake up and you're only 29 do you want to stay in the NFL endure more hits and fuck up your body in the long term probably not or rather get out at least healthy enough Why to where you can, can where you can you know and take care of yourself. So it's not that shocking. I mean, they have to find a way where they can, like, you know, avoid that kind of stuff and having people retire so early. Yeah, it's like it's becoming a trend now. Like it's not just. And I honestly, I don't, I don't blame them. If it's if it's your body, like, fuck it, dude. Just leave while you can. Leave healthy. It's a decision. I don't mind. Like, hey, you want to sleep? That's fine. You know, it's your decision. Nobody can tell you what to do. It's your body. I mean, you gotta leave when you can. You don't want to leave fucked up. You don't want to regret it later on when you're thirty and you're like in horrible fucking pain because you decided to stay a couple more seasons and got hit really hard or kept enduring more hits and more hits. Mm, trust fire, Peyton Manning. Uh, I mean, Peyton. I mean, no, <laughs> I don't even know how he's feeling. Either way, feeling old. He's pretty old though. He's almost in his forties. Poor guy. Um. Let's go to move on to the our last sport, WWE. The main event. Uh, Fastlane is next Sunday. Or is it Sunday? This Sunday. And it's a throwaway pay-per-view. We, we both know it. It's it's not going to be impressive. I mean, the, I'm looking at the card, and I'm like, eh. Hey. Refresh my memory about the card. Uh, well, you have Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks versus team, the rest of Team Bad, which is Naomi and Tamina Snuka in a tag match. That's fine. I they mean, should have I, built it to a, a triple threat Divas match for you know for I, WrestleMania, but they got to build that storyline up. Yeah, I get it. I mean, they have to get they got to get that storyline out of the way right now. So I get it. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. 
Yeah. I love Kevin Owens since for the IC title. I'm just I, I already told you why I don't really like Dolph anymore. Understandable. And that's fine. You have your opinions on it, I have my yeah, opinions on it, so um, it, that that match doesn't impress me anymore. They I've seen it plenty of times too. Uh Charlotte versus Brie Bella for the Divas title. Yeah. Then there's some. I, I, I'm kind of feeling like this is just a filler match so they can wait until WrestleMania to do it. Have Becky. the real, yeah. Hopefully, Sasha. Becky, Sasha, I hope. Charlotte, Triple Threat. But, but I think it's most likely just going to be Sasha, Sasha and Charlotte. Charlotte. But I hope it's Triple Threat, though. Uh, Kalisto versus Del Rio for the U.S. title. Before we do that, did you see the, the Raw? Charlotte did the promo on, on Brie. No. Oh my god, it was so terrible. Really? Oh my god. They're going was back it cringe watching? Kinda. They were they're going back and forth and I was like, oh my god. Were, were the fans booing or anything? I got uh, were the fans booing? Yeah, they were booing because uh Charlotte brought up Daniel Daniel Bryan. That's yeah. mostly it, but other than that, like that that segment was yeah, it was not good. See, again. Eh, I think it's cause they're trying to force something that's not there and I'm like, oh, yeah. I get the trying to get heat from the Daniel Bryan thing and retiring and stuff, but like, come on. Yeah. So. Um, Dean Ambrose versus Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar for the number one contender for WrestleMania. Yep. I think we all know how that's going to go down. Yeah. <laughs> and I think there was another match that they added. Uh, it was a Wyatt's family. Who? Strowman, Rowan, Harper with Bray on their side versus. Fuck, it was. I don't remember who. I think that was a match. I think the U.S. title was a pre show match. What about tag titles? I don't know. If... Oh, no, they're just getting interviewed by Asian Christian. That's true. They're going to do the. Yeah, that crap. The. What was it? Cutting Edge Peep Show? Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm kind of sad, but I guess. I mean, they're beating almost every tag team up there. And so. I don't know. Maybe AJ Styles versus Chris Jericho. I don't know what the hell they're doing with that. I asked. Maybe. I don't know. I didn't check spoilers yet, so. That would be cool to see. Maybe in a, a stipulation in there. Because that would be another great match. Um, again, this card just doesn't impress me. I'm not. I'm. Yeah. True, but like, and, if I just the same thing over the last couple of years, the cards that don't impress you are usually the ones that actually have a great pay per view. Eh. You say that, but so if you look at some of the past ones, like, well, I'm talking about this one in particular. Yeah, well, they're trying to save everything for WrestleMania, which is coming up really soon. Yeah, even WrestleMania doesn't really look that appealing to me where I want to go now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of doubting it now. I gotta see the card. I gotta see what they do to really see if I really want to go. They gotta ramp it up because I'm like, right now they're just treading water right now. Yeah, they gotta build something up quick. They only have a month. Yeah. They have all of March to build stories to whatever they're gonna do. And I'm hoping they do a really good job. They better because I I really want to go, but I don't want to go if it's gonna suck ass. I'd rather just stay here and watch it on the WWE Network, which is available for $9.99. Oh, nice. But, yeah, that's pretty much it for today's show. Aww. Yeah, that's everything. We covered everything that that mattered to us in the sports world. Hmm. I mean, there's anything else you want to bring up? Anything that we missed? 
What do we miss? Excuse me. Not probably not. That's everything, huh? We talked MLB. Yeah. We talked NBA, which I can't wait to see what our maps do. We're going to cover them now. We talked her cousins, which is important to me. Uh, just to you. And we talked fast lane, which is a Sunday to see what the fuck happens. True. That's it. Yeah, mostly. Until like WrestleMania comes along, which I uh, cannot wait. Again, we'll see for the card. We'll see. Well, like that's fine, but like for me, NXT. Oh my god. Yeah, takeover. I can't wait for takeover Dallas. We're going. We're going for sure. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be so good. We're definitely going for takeover Dallas. But other than that, man, I think that we covered it all for this week. Uh, check back next week again. We're talking Mavs. We'll see what they do. Um, I they good because I want to watch them. I really do, but like I, I just can't get into it. We'll wait a couple weeks to see mm-hmm. for spring training for baseball. So it'll be a little bit till we talk baseball again. Oh man, baseball will be so awesome. Yeah. I need uh, something to watch and. Uh, Fast lane for sure. We'll do results and our reactions and all that whatnot. But that's pretty much it for this show. You can uh, follow me at Twitter at Fern underscore TikTok at Caesar TikTok six. Uh, make sure to tweet us if there's anything you think we missed, uh, any topics we should talk about since it's kind of dying down. Sports dying down right now. I mean, we have NBA, but that's it. You know. Yeah. Well, people aren't gonna be interested until close to the playoffs start getting there so yeah so unless you're another month or two unless you're a Mavs fan you want to check back in with us give our, check our opinion on them I don't know that's yeah, probably going to be a good one so yeah I'm going to do my research on them I'm definitely going to watch their games whenever I can so sure. but that's it man that's it for this show uh, thanks for tuning in uh, again check back next week to see what the hell we're going to talk about <laughs> you don't have a question for them <sighs> I really didn't think of one. Uh, you got one? Nah, I'm blanking right now. Uh, I mean, the only questions I can think of is should the Redskins sign Kirk Cousins to a long term, like, super pay, like, fucking uh, Colin Kaepernick money, you know, that oh, he wow. got? Really? I mean, I'm pretty sure that's what he's looking for, something around that ballpark now. But without the Colin Kaepernick, because uh, they had a caveat there that I can release him and then I have to. Oh yeah, all, yeah, all that legal bullshit. I don't know. Yeah, like they can release him and not pay him all that money. They just pay him a certain amount or whatever. They they honestly will probably do that with Kirk Cousins just to have a little you know loophole if he does fucking suck. But will he do it though? Mm. We'll see. But again, man, I'm firm. I'm Caesar. We'll check back next week, man. Peace.